0: The future of orthodontics is evolving and changing every day. But although the way to achieve practice growth has changed, there's never been a better time to be an orthodontist. Let's get into the minds of industry leaders, forward-thinking orthodontists, and technology insiders to learn how they see the future of the orthodontic specialty. How will digital orthodontics, artificial intelligence, clear aligner therapy, remote monitoring, in-house printing, and other innovations change the way you practice? Join your hosts, Dr. Leon Klempner and Amy Epstein each month as they bring you insights, tips, and guest interviews focused on helping you capitalize on the opportunities for practice growth. And now, welcome to the Golden Age of Orthodontics with the co-founders of People and Practice, Dr. Leon Klempner and Amy Epstein.
1: Welcome back to the Golden Age of Orthodontics. I'm Dr. Leon Klempner, and as always, joined by my co-host, and daughter, Amy Epstein. As loyal listeners, you know that we like to explore all the factors impacting the profession. And we try to ask hard-hitting questions and bring guests with all different backgrounds, products to offer, and perspectives on the industry. But there are a couple of select companies that we've chosen to partner with because of their superior technology, business model, and importantly, commitment to the orthodontic specialty. ULab is one of those companies.
2: Our sponsors allow us to carry forward the work we do to bring light to complex and nuanced factors that impact our industry. And for that reason, we've decided to dedicate an episode to our friends at ULab so that they can tell you about their industry disrupting technologies. But instead of our usual executive lineup, ULAB thought it would be fitting to hear from a real provider who uses their products day in and day out so that you can learn how ULAB has benefited their practice. So today we're going to welcome Dr. Skye Naslenas. And Dr. Skye earned her master's of science and orthodontic certification for the, from the University of Toronto. She's been a presenter and an invited guest at several of the industry's top events including the annual meetings of the CAO, the AAO and the American cleft lip and Palate association. And on that topic, Dr. Skye also works at the hospital for sick children where she works with children with craniofacial anomalies, cleft lip and palate, and other developmental challenges, which I don't know if, uh, Dr. Skye you'll, you'll learn about it too, but my dad also has some history and experience in that space. So you share that in common with him.
1: Yeah, I, I love that about your background, my hat, tip of the hat for, for doing that. We appreciate that.
2: So, That's Dr. Great. Skye, yeah, welcome to the show.
3: We're so happy to have you here with us today. Thank you for this glowing introduction, and I'm glad that I can relate to one of our my go ho- hosts here on the screen uh, over the cleft lip and palate field. But more importantly, I'm happy to share my experience in using ULAB aligners. Yeah.
2: Well, why don't we start there and tell us about your journey in general, providing aligner therapy to your patients, and then we'll talk a little bit of how ULAB comes into play.
3: Sure. So I think like many of my generation, orthodontists who have been classically trained in bracket and wire technologies and almost exclusively uh, that was our education as we were graduating our residencies Um, i had to learn aligner technologies that became available to orthodontics as a field actually after my graduation i didn't have a lot of exposure to aligners in any meaningful way uh, while in school so some of the players that were on the market uh, back then uh, invisalign was a known uh, one and probably had a bit of a monopoly on the entire aligner market I think it was a brilliant and timely introduction of alternative to the traditional train track braces into the market for many reasons, Um, mostly because the changing of the landscape was moving from adult Uh, from children treatment towards adult treatment. Many of the adults who have gone through braces as children uh, were experiencing relapse and they weren't going to go through train track braces again to have a little bit of correction done. So aligners came in uh, into the orthodontic market as a game changer, as this tumultuous force where they made orthodontics available not just to children, they made orthodontics acceptable to adult population as well, much more readily than traditional braces would have been. So um, the clear aligners uh, were here to stay and that became very obvious very quickly. So providers like myself who had graduated from Uh, or an orthodontic residency program without having a lot of exposure, the onus was on us to kind of grab the bull by the horn, uh, by the horns and um, join the revolution. So I learned a line of treatment on my own with the support of whatever companies I was working with, applying the classical principles of orthodontics. And I think that was also a huge benefit in terms of, um, rather than a general dentist, who the the concept of aligners was for them, you scan the teeth, you send them into space, you get aligners, and aligner straighten teeth um to many of us who are orthodontically trained we realize very quickly that it's not the plastic that's straightening the teeth it's actually the orthodontist that's straightening the teeth so you know Invisalign at that time got very mixed reviews it was oh yeah Invisalign didn't work for me or Invisalign didn't work for my friend and my answer to that always was well the provider of Invisalign perhaps wasn't an orthodontist. The compliance that was there probably wasn't emphasized. So there were a lot of caveats that the general public as well as the dentists, the providing dentists, had to be educated upon. So there was this whole uh, evolution as to where the aligners fit into the grand scheme of things who should be delivering aligners to patients. Um, And that's where it became about case selection. And that's where the great divide uh, became between um, dentists doing much more orthodontic treatment, um, not just orthodontists providing orthodontic treatment. So for better and worse, uh, in terms of when it comes to our profession, all of a sudden aligners almost made it manageable for dentists to treat some simpler cases. The bigger picture of it was that orthodontics was made available to a larger scope of people um, and I think that benefits going forward that benefits our specialty and our profession overall whether we have to give up some cases to general dentists you know what that's okay Uh, there's no reason why a well-trained general dentist cannot provide a little bit of relapse restorative treatment with uh, aligners Um, this the you know, a well-trained dentist will also recognize when the referrals are appropriate to the orthodontist. So aligners were a disruptive force on the market in terms of, uh, again, making it available to a larger segment of the population, making it available to a larger segment of providers as well.
1: Yes, Guy, uh, you and I had a similar path in terms of uh, clear (laughs) aligner therapy. And uh, because I was an early adopter, I was actually in the very first um, uh, training course, it was in New York City, and, and I think it was 1999, I don't remember, but uh, basically, if you were going to do a clear line of therapy, you were going to do it with the leading brand because there was no real other options. Uh, so I'm curious, I know that um, you've switched over to ULAB, and I'm curious as to, what are the reasons you've done so? What was your thought pattern? What 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 were the features that were attractive to you? I mean, why ULAB over the leading brand?
3: So I think um, ULAB has done several things right that I recognize in a company that is truly going to be in a partnership with orthodontists. So, the attractive feature is that they offer uLab uh, services uLab aligners exclusively to orthodontists um, we all as a profession had a bit of a gripe that invisalign marketed firstly to the general dentist before they marketed to the orthodontist um, so there was a big difference in there i felt like i would be offering an exclusive product to our profession um uLab uh, management team developers listened to actively listened to orthodontists and their gripes about the leading brand shortcomings so when they launched their product onto the market it addressed all of the shortcomings that the leading brand had uh, as voiced by multiple times by orthodontists so it's it's almost like a uh, patient going for a second opinion so they tell you exactly what they didn't like about the first opinion so it's very easy to fall into favor as a second opinion well of course you're going to ameliorate everything else that the other provider didn't do so I feel like ULAB capitalized on all the shortcomings that were pointed out by a lot over you know a couple of decades of treating orthodontists and they've put um, that into action and they've addressed our concerns such as we are the technicians. We're not limited by tooth movement and any algorithms. We can overwrite uh, artificial intelligence and the algorithms that are set out as the baseline, which is great. But also, I don't have to communicate over somebody who is less, who has less um, knowledge, perhaps in areas of tooth movement, in order to execute the movements that I want. So the process of case setup became very easy, very dynamic and under my full control. I could order five upper aligners, I could order two lower aligners, I could order passive aligners. I mean, there was no, nobody, I didn't have to go through any red tape. you know, you had a dedicated technician to uh, set up your cases if you were an elite provider with Invisalign, which was great. Now, I don't have to, and then, you know, after a while, the designated technician went away, segues into DAs. So again, and I am training my DAs to set up my cases. I know they will be reliable. So ULAP had so many features that Invisalign did well as a leading brand, as a leading provider of clear aligners, but they took it to the next step and they've addressed all the gripes and concerns that we had with the leading provider brand. Mm-hmm.
2: I hear a lot about control as a benefit uh, and, and flexibility too. Can you talk a little bit about, you said five upper, five lower. I've heard from you lab the word sprint. Um, can you tell us a little bit about uh, ordering and sprints so, and how that's a benefit?
3: Yeah, uh, talking about, and I, I, I think I heard you say printing, print, right? Printing aligners. No sprints, ordering like in short, short, uh,
2: small groups of Sorry. aligners at a time. Yeah, I misheard. Cause I wanna no, no, talk about okay. printing
3: aligners in house as well. So yes, you can order. So some of the patients that are coming in and they're younger patients, the, pa- um, the parents or the patients themselves will say, you know what? uh for example I'm not sure how the aligners would feel in my mouth can I just order a few without having to commit to the full treatment so you would order this you know two three four five aligners at a time for the patients to try some of them um, don't want necessarily maybe to go two years of treatment to perfection and they say you know what I would like to see how this goes and maybe you know have partial treatment or only treat the six front teeth. So again, we're able to stage treatment based on patient's needs. Uh, Essentially, Smile Direct Club wanted to do that. However, it was unsupervised by any doctors. But here again, you have the flexibility without committing to a package of aligners that Invisalign was offering. Let me order just a few little aligners Um, again no commitment to me no commitment to the patient and patients these days like to be involved and they like to be in control of their own treatment and i can actually work with those demands without compromising a my knowledge or uh financially putting the patient at a risk that you know what you may commit to a full treatment but you may not like the feel of them
2: yeah I mean, I imagine that too, uh, you know, ordering in, in small batches like that would help with, uh, like, for example, if you'd like to finish a case in a liner, a bright brackets case, brackets and wires and finish in a liner, or something like that becomes more feasible.
3: It's, it's it's opened up a whole scene of uh, you can use the aligners to finish cases, what positioners used to do for us. You can use the aligner technology to order uh, retainers and night guards based on the pl- thickness of plastic that you're choosing. You can do surgical cases and use aligners as surgical splints. Uh, you can use combination therapy where whereby currently I have a patient who will be traveling for a year and he's been waiting to to start treatment so very deep bite so i said you know what wear aligners for a year will open up your bite when you come back we'll put lower braces on to expedite treatment because it's quite a deep curve of speed but the teeth will move easily into position your treatment time becomes much more effective and efficient and more importantly you can do some of the work already while you're traveling with aligners on Call me on Zoom. I will check your teeth. We will walk you through it. So it's it's an amazing, amazing tool, uh, bringing orthodontics to the patients' lifestyles, accommodating that, and making relapse cases or treatment cases possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: You know, um, you, you mentioned uh, printing, and and you know, in-house printing, three D printings, The cost of printers have come down. I know that a lot of orthodontists are experimenting with, uh, you know, seeing if they could print their own aligners, Um, you know, from an economic standpoint, seems to me like a lot of work and not very cost effective, but (laughs) it's, you know, it's out there. I'm curious as to your feeling about 3D printers and how it fits in or doesn't fit into the workflow.
3: So that's a great point. And that's um, an advantage, again, it's available to us. And I know there are some orthodontists who are doing it quite successfully in printing in-house aligners, and that's wonderful. I, uh, I tend to agree with you. Again, whether it's our classical training and classical approach to practice management, um, I always feel like if I don't want to be that person pressing all these aligners all day long, why would I ask any of my team members to do that for me all day long so um, i do feel that in our practice the way printing aligners fits into our office best is if you we have a patient who is eager to start or has a wedding coming up or a trip coming up and you know they come in today we discuss we can send the patient I can scan them, I can set up their ULAB case, I can print the first three aligners and say, please come back and pick them up tomorrow. It will take you over the next month while you're away on holiday. The rest of the aligners I order from ULAB when the patient returns from the trip, they're ready to proceed with the rest of the aligners mm-hmm. seamlessly. There is no wait time, there is no, um, hiccups in terms of, oh, I wanted to really take these aligners with me. So I kind of use it as an um, way to get my patients going and underway, especially the ones that are under time constraints. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, we spend a lot of time talking as marketers, we spend a lot of time talking about how with the business opportunity of reaching adults for uh, simpler or minor tooth movement, um, you have to also meet them where they are uh, in terms of the workflow of engaging with your practice. And I've heard you say a few times, um, you know, fitting treatment into their life and making it a seamless for them. And we completely agree with that philosophy. And we, you know, we offer some technologies to make that happen uh, in terms of communication, but it sounds like you really have it down um, in terms of listening to your patients, your adult patients especially, and working orthodontics into their life. And I think that's a big part um, of treating adults that we don't actually talk that much about.
3: And this was uh, one of the hard lessons and perhaps necessary lessons that I feel COVID time has taught many of us. Uh, So my patients who were in brackets and wires were actually literally put on hold because our clinics were closed for a large period of time. The larger period of time, or the longer period of time that followed was patients didn't want to leave their house, didn't want to be exposed to the second, third, and fourth waves of, of COVID and different strains that were coming around. So we've had broken wires, we had po- poking, um, poking wires, we had patients that really were arrested in their orthodontic progress during this time our aligner patients however we very quickly introduced a virtual care platform whereby they would call in they would or they would send me pictures i would make sure that the aligners were fitting they would either pick up the aligners at at the door of the office or we would mail these aligners directly to their home so their treatment continued seamlessly throughout the time of covid and what better time to do this while we're all under masks and still at home and you know wearing our elastics full time you know a lot of our adults will start rolling their eyes when i say you know you really have to wear them 22 of the 24 hours a day and if i say on top of that you should really be wearing the elastics they're like sky you're asking me to do a lot here but during the time of COVID was some of our more successful treatments because they could, they were not constrained by being in a workplace or feeling embarrassed. And so it kind of um, stayed with me a little bit. And now with people traveling, people working partly from home, people moving from big cities into remote locations, they still want access to perhaps the availability of city providers who tend to be um, more experienced or more qualified or have access to cutting-edge technologies, but now they're getting that treatment from a remote location without having to be in the office um, so often. So again, the the timeliness and the flexibility that aligners in, in particular, my preferred choice is, is ULAB, has brought to us is tremendous. What if the patient finishes aligners on the top quicker than the bottom? You order more aligners on the bottom and they're so happy not to have anything on the upper teeth because that's what actually shows so again without having to be slotted into you know a a comprehensive package a moderate package an express 10 package or 15 or whatever the packages were it got really confusing by the end of it um you need more aligners you pay per aligner you get however many aligners you want Uh, it's so simple and it's so elegant in its simplicity and that's also so attractive to many of us orthodontists
2: for sure. So, um, we could go, we could delve into a couple of things. There are so many directions that, that we could go in, but for I'm sure. going to, I'm going to put a pin in it, pin in myself for a second, um, and just, uh, invite one of our callers, our listeners, uh, to ask a question as we typically do on our show. So I'll go ahead and let you see and hear our listener now.
1: Hi, Dr. Lenas. This is Dr. Eric Wu from Palo Alto, California. Uh, I understand there's been a recent uh, software update to ULAB and was just curious what your experience has been with it so far.
3: So, this speaks to my original um, intro, as I said, why I switched from Invisalign to ULAB. ULAB listens uLab puts it into action so that this latest upgrade um, was tremendous in terms of how the software was presenting on the screen they have a new patient interface or patient viewer interface that our assistants and our team members can share with the patients and it looks elegant it looks sleek it looks crisp and it in its presentation it's attractive in and of itself and then they have the back end where we as doctors uh, are doing modifications and continuing tooth movement or treatment plan setups Um, they've modified their uh, attachment interface whereby you can put in protocols for open bite cases for uh, class two cases, for class three cases, for d bite cases. So you click a button, all of the attachments appear. Everything that was time consuming for us as orthodontists to set up in our ULab lab cases in the previous two or three versions, they've taken again li- and listened to our feedback and implemented that in, um, in their latest uh, update. So again, from the, standpoint of, oh, my gosh, this is a true partnership with a company that is for orthodontists, uh, by orthodontists, and based on orthodontist needs and wants and feedback. This is uh, where the alignment with a company that you can put your trust in, that if there is something that, you know, I don't like, chances are there's a few of our other colleagues that may not like, the others are impartial, but the company puts time, effort, and uh, research and development uh, dollars into making it better for their end users.
1: So Sky, Earlier, you mentioned uh, a role of your dental assistant or digital assistant. This is a a, a new title that's come into the vernacular of of, of orthodontics. Um, How much of the workflow um, can you delegate? Um, How much time and energy does it take to get a case started? Could you talk a little bit about how you do it in your office?
3: Gladly. So the theme uh, and the title of the podcast, actually, The Golden Age of Orthodontics, when I, when I saw this, I'm like, wow, that's truly fitting. Because for many of uh, doctors, especially as you get on um, with your practice and it gets busier, you quickly realize that there's only one of me and there are so many of them. (laughs) And it's hard for me to be everywhere at the same time and touch everyone um, to make sure that the treatment is going well, to monitor. So the role of digital assistants um, in our practice has become exactly that. If I cannot clone myself, I can at least clone a little bit of my knowledge to our team members who will touch every patient on my behalf. So I feel like the role of digital assistants will truly allow orthodontists to leverage themselves, um, A, uh, provide a burnout, uh, to ensure that every patient is being taken care of with fresh attention, fresh set of eyes, uh, and the ones that are being flagged as troublesome or they have any difficulties, those are the ones that are being brought back to us for our attention. But leveraging our workflows to digital assistants or even our team members um, really facilitates that. And I, cu- I tend to use digital assistants and team members in my vocabulary almost interchangeably. So people use digital assistants differently. Many uh, orthodontists, and I think the way it was initially intended to be recognized, the title of a digital assistant is when a patient is scanned. So a patient comes into my office, I will provide um, uh, an introduction to case assessment and what their needs would be. They will already have had a screening panoramic x-ray and a screening scan so that we can use the technology to show the before and after of what could happen. And also the patient has an opportunity to give us their input. Well, I was actually hoping that my two front teeth would be a little bit higher or a little bit lower, a little bit more proclined, and it becomes a meaningful decision Discussion of what can be accomplished, what cannot be accomplished. That patient will then go on and uh, interact with um, our team member or treatment coordinator. But every team member has an understanding of the digital technologies that we're using. So. They will say, you know what, we can only expand as far as the bone allows us. And in terms of treatment planning and setup, doctor, I'd still do my treatment, my own treatment plans and setups. But the original role of a digital assistant was almost to preset the cases for us digital cases, aligner cases, so that we would just tweak them. And again, uh, team members, designated team members, can deliver those aligners. In my office, I train everybody the same way in terms of the clinical team to have an understanding of how the teeth are set up Uh, what technologies are available so that the discussion by the treatment coordinator with the initial patient becomes more meaningful and they understand the limitations of tooth movement. The assistant or the hygienist who's placing attachments has an understanding of a digital setup and how the teeth move and they can show the patient and reassure the patients as to why the, the anterior attachments are needed. So in my practice, digital assistant is actually a tag that's attached to every team member in many practices digital assistants are utilized to set up the cases with the initial setup and then it's forwarded to the doctor and the doctor just approves it so um, I do the initial setup myself I haven't delegated that part of it I feel that uh, maybe I'm too much of a control freak and maybe I will start uh, delegating some of the simpler cases but where my hygienists do set up um, refinements let's say a patient finishes 12 aligner case and they have a little bit of space my hygienist will understand that they can do a little bit of interproximal stripping click a plus sign and continue to and they can order three or four aligners just to close up those spaces so everybody has an understanding of how digital workflow uh works and how the tooth movement works. So everybody's kind of on the same page, but again, the initial treatment plan is done by me. The refinements can be done in my office by team members.
1: Sky, you're a wealth of information and we really appreciate that you took the time to spend with us and share your experiences with our viewers and our listeners. Uh, We'll definitely have to schedule some more time, get you back, because there's so much to talk about. But on behalf of everybody, I want to thank you for taking the time to join us.
3: It's been my pleasure.
1: Um, If anybody wants to contact you uh, with a question, for example, uh, what would be the best way to reach you?
3: Probably the simplest way is to reach me by email. Um, and it's Sky at OrthoStudio.ca. Uh, I'm easily found on the web, Sky Lenas orthodontist, and our website comes up. My email is directly on our website, so that's probably the simplest way uh, to do this in, in this day and age of technology. Everything is available on the internet. Thanks again, Sky.
2: We will have you back. We appreciate your time, and we'll talk to you soon.
3: Nice meeting you all. Bye-bye.
2: You as well. So as we mentioned earlier in the show, this episode is powered by ULab Systems. And as Sky as mentioned, one reason why we like ULab so much is that they offer orthodontists a lot of flexibility. The pay per aligner pricing and the ability to purchase in sprints um, allows you to treat minor, hybrid, and even complex cases and do it more profitably as well. If you visit the partner section of our website, pplpractice.com, you can sign up for a free You Smile case with ULAB. So I encourage you to go ahead and do that. You can subscribe or download other episodes of this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or SoundCloud. And if you want to see our faces, check out the video version on YouTube.
1: Thank you again for watching and or listening. Uh, If you want to contact me directly, uh, my email is leon at bplpractice.com. And remember that for forward-thinking orthodontists, it's never been a better time to be an orthodontist. We are in the golden age, but you need to take advantage of it. So until next time, bye for
0: now. Thank you for tuning in to the Golden Age of Orthodontics. Subscribe now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or visit our website at thegoldenageoforthodontics.com for direct links to both the audio and video versions of this episode.